Hello and welcome to the Main Course Podcast presented by Stake Worldwide. I'm your host, Jake Stanley, and I'm joined today by my good friends, Dakota Edgar. Yo! And Josie Francis. Hey, guys. Our special guest this week is the one and only Gyps. Yeah. How's it going, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm glad to hear that. Yep. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about the internet money release, uh, Red Evil, and Young Pinch. We've got a lawsuit against Easy for millions of dollars, and NLE Chopper losing it a little bit online. Uh, plus, we're going to dive a little into burnout in the music industry, ask some quick questions from the community, and finally, uh, stick around after the episode for an interview with the one and only Gyps. Uh, quick reminder, we launched our web store last week, featuring a handful of Stake Worldwide merch, so check that out at stakeworldwide.com slash merch. Let's get into it. What's everyone been listening to this week? Cool. Well, so I know uh, some of the some of the things that I jotted down that I thought were kind of dope that dropped. Uh, obviously, Jake hit on the the before the storm, the internet money uh, collab, which features you know tons of features from uh, everyone from you know gosh they got uh, Sway Lee and Future on there with that song that you know our, our good friend Solo Sam was not a not a huge fan of last <laughs> week. Uh, fair amount of Trippy Red. Uh, the holiday, a lot of uh, Kid Leroy, 24K Golden, Wiz Khalifa, uh, Lil Spirit, just just a ton of names. Obviously, some of their artists and then others. I mean, I don't know what if, what were your guys' thoughts on that? I I I, I was I was not quite uh, as impressed with it as I thought. I feel like a lot of those songs just like felt super forced. Like some of them, I think that were the best ones were just like the ones that were a single artist versus just like right. them throwing everybody at, at a beat. Like the beats are dope. Like obviously Nick Merrick killed it, but like, it's just kind of like, to me, I was like, just didn't feel super natural. Yeah. I think this is an album that I'd love to see one of those like making of documentaries for a little bit, because I'm really curious if they actually got in the studio together and made all these songs or if it was just one of those like Dropbox situations, right. Or, or, you know, even if they did it during quarantine and everyone's remote, because uh, some of the verses and stuff don't fit the tracks at all. Like, I was really looking forward to the Trippy Red, uh, Young Nudie, um, Lil' Keed collab, Really Red, which is the second track on the album. And Young Nudie is, like, one of my favorite artists right now. And I guess has been for the last, like, five years. And he comes in that song so hot and so just, like, not on the same wave as the other two dudes. It's bizarre. Like, it almost feels like he was on a totally different track uh, that got chopped up. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Hey, did you check out the album by any chance? Um, I didn't really listen to it. I, uh, I saw that it dropped. I like the album cover. Album cover's tight. Oh, yeah, the album, the album cover thumbs cool. up. Yeah. It, it reminds me of like some like Simpsons shit. Um, <laughs> like when you're in the Simpsons ride. I don't know if y'all have been on the Simpsons ride, but it's like. Yeah, that, like creepy like, clown thing. Yeah, yeah. it's like, oh, it's, yeah. It's, it's fire. But uh, I mean, it's hard whenever you do these like label collaboration albums i feel like you know like you're dealing with a label trying to like put all their artists on and make this collab happen and there's like politics that are going on like trying to okay well now this person has a song with trippy red or whoever like you know so it's like you got a lot of that going on so i don't think like any of these artists and like a lot of the songs were like probably just like you know like these dudes probably got in the studio for like if they did link up at all, like, you know, they've made right. probably two or three songs in a session or, or whatever they did. And it's kind of just like, yeah, it's kind of like a throwaway. So, I mean, that's kind of what I think. And like, they're just kind of picking up some of that back end bread, you know? Did you listen to Lemonade, the single, the first single? Um, yeah, I heard it. I, 
I thought it was no, 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 it's been advised in my back, right? Yeah. That one? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's it's cool. It's cool. I, I, I'm, I'm no, I don't I don't love it. I love Don Tolliver's melodies. His yeah, melodies absolutely. Are so fun. I mean, Don Tolliver, Gunna, Nav seems like a all-star hitter team for melodies, and somehow it still yeah, doesn't maybe, maybe reach that hit potential. But I do think the album suffers from that and maybe thrusting the two singles being the best tracks from the album, which is like my least favorite thing to happen. Like I hate when, yeah. I, you know, I hear both singles and then I listen to the album, I'm like I'm just going to listen to the singles again. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like going to keep my playlist. Put, you can't put the best song, like you have to hide some of those, you know? Exactly. You've got to hide <laughs> the gems, I feel like. Yeah. I was going to ask you guys, because I know Solo Sam last week was not a fan of thrusting. Do you guys like it? Sam on it hard, but <laughs> I was like, that is definitely Michelin. That is not McDonald's. Um, but no, I, I feel like I honestly like didn't even realize that it sounded so much like Unforgettable until he said that, and then I went back and I was like, oh yeah, it, it is. It, it is like it is, the same. It's track. like the same song. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a one for one, same artist, same everything. Um, yeah, but I, I, I think it's still a summer a summer hitter. I think if you know we had been able to go outside this summer, it would have been an obvious an obvious heater um but yeah. uh, given that i'm like not bumping reggaeton by the pool or anything this year doesn't really feel that fitting uh, for like i don't know what bedroom. the song is what's the song it's uh it's thrusting it's thrusting with sway lee in future, sway lee in future and it's yeah. like directly sounds like unforgettable with french montana and who it's else got that, that same like reggaeton oh, sway lee, yeah, sway lee, yeah. yeah. <laughs> same exact beat um just a one for one track so um yeah, Soul Sam was our guest last week, and he he really didn't like it. Um, yeah, I mean, outspoken. I haven't even really, I haven't even really heard about it. I don't know if I'm just like yeah. completely on. That was just one of the that singles one, that but, came out before. I mean, this, yeah, you think you yeah, would think a, a song it's called on the, thrusting? It's on the yeah. li- the internet money joint. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like what the, the second do? single. It, it was just like produced by Nick Mira. <laughs> yeah, Probably. I think so. Man, like, what are they doing, man? Like. It's, yeah like see it's like it doesn't work like just like keep pushing your artists you don't need to do the whole artist like you don't need to do the label album internet money thing it's not going to put them on like right it felt premature maybe yeah yeah maybe that maybe that maybe it's just the fact that i don't really care about (laughs) you know like internet money yet like to be honest just as a as a general person but I don't know. There's hella. I'm sure the like young young kids are probably thinking. No, I, way I definitely think. Oh it's, yeah, it's definitely you like know. has that old school odd future whatever Wu Tang Clan. You can trace it all the way back. But you know the whole collective thing that's so powerful. Right, you know I mean? right, right. I see that. I see that. But it's you know it's weird because like most people on the album aren't actually in in the collective. So um, that was yeah. my whole thing too. It's like it's just like what? Just, yeah, it's kind of confusing territory. Yeah. Um, what about no ceilings, Peyton? You see that they uploaded uh, the Lil Wayne mixtape to DSPs. Yeah, I think it's fire. I think it's like great that it's they sick. they upload all the all like the old mixtapes and stuff now. I was. Um, do you remember the Cushion OJ one when they uploaded it? They changed a bunch of the beats. I was like really worried uh, when I heard about this that they were gonna like just mess up a bunch of the tracks. But thankful that that's not the case. Um, and I saw I, he's he's gonna sell like thirty thousand albums just off that mixtape basically being uploaded this week, uh, which is crazy. Damn, yeah. Because, I mean, it's still available for free online as far as I know. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, 
you know, you can't you can't lose with with catalog, right? Yeah. Well, it's just like the accessibility piece too now, right? Like, because we talked about this a little bit last week, but like, it used to be dope, like when you could go online and find the Lil Wayne mixtape that wasn't on iTunes, but now like everyone is using Apple or Spotify. So it's like, why would you not just throw it out there? Like, no one's really digging for this stuff anymore. Like, just push it, make some money off it. Like, why the hell not? I mean, probably the sample clearance, but yeah, I feel like the fans have definitely gotten Well, yeah, true. Fair enough. But I mean- it's wheezy. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, you um, used to have to work for it. Now it's like it's just there. So I'm not really trying too hard to like find it. <laughs> yeah, real shit. Real shit. Cool, Jake. What else uh what else have you been listening to? So there's this kid called it's either Red Evil or Red Devil. I, I'm not entirely sure. Um, but I, I found out about him at like four in the morning on Saturday night. Um I don't know why I was I was on uh like Twitter or something scrolling through and, or maybe it was Instagram and basically uh, Fantano did his like daily stream that day. And he, he like reviewed this kid's album, but he like blasted it. He called the kid like a wannabe Earl and all this stuff. Um, and the kid's like 16 years old, um, really dope. And uh, I listened to his projects. Um, what was it called? Uh, I'm not even sure what the album's, uh, Niagara the album's called Niagara. Um, and it's, it's really dope. Um, he definitely does have the Earl. Like he's definitely aping Earl a little bit. You know what I mean? But I think like in the same way that Joey Badass or even like Griselda gets flack for, you know, copying like Ghostface or, you know, Raekwon or anyone from the nineties, you know, it's a little bit of like homage, especially when you're like 16 years old. I'm not sure what, what people expect. Um, but I was really stoked on that. And the tracks Campbell, which is the opening track has a really dope sample. And then the last track drown has some vocalist on the end. That's amazing. Um, so really enjoyed that this weekend. Uh, and then otherwise I've been just been bumping the Joji pre-releases. So I think Nectar might drop next week. Um, but he dropped a single with Diplo like a week or two ago. That's really dope. And it's just like always crazy to me, like to see that guy who basically invented the Harlem shake, like pivot and then have this like crazy career as a musician. is just incredible to watch. Like, <laughs> like so unpredictable. <laughs> um, also like what a ridiculous very... rollout for that album because the lead single dropped like, god like last spring right yeah like it's been a minute so <laughs> i'm excited to actually hear that that full project <laughs> like this past spring or like last like spring? no like in 2019 like Whoa. it's That's been like a year and a half um yeah i mean he's just such an unpredictable artist too you know what oh, i mean and like sure. his transition from like obviously youtuber who made like joke rap to like serious, like almost too serious of a singer. Like all the stuff was like so dark, like so edgy. You almost couldn't listen to it for, like, you know, for more than like 20 minutes um, to like, now it's like, I mean, it's a Diplo collab. Like it's just <laughs> such a funny journey. Very strange. Very um, strange. That's how, that's the power of the internet though. These days, like you can, you oh, can really up. pivot on anything. Like you just, you get, if you get attention and you show people that you can do something and they like, they will get behind it. I don't know. Like event, like someone will get behind it. You yeah, know, I mean, like you can the whole, I mean, joining the 88 rising thing, right? Like just so much momentum, like for all of them collectively. And then each as individuals as well. You know what I mean? Just obviously rich Brian just dropped a new, uh, I don't know if it was an album or an EP as well, uh, which is pretty solid. Uh, but yeah, dude, those dudes have been working constantly for the last three years. They put out so much music, so much content. They threw their own music festival last year, right? In like four different countries. Mm-hmm. Um, that work, I think, is off the charts. Mm. 
Yeah, they're popping. Coda, what have you been bumping? I see the young pinch yeah, albums down here. I, 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 yeah, I mean, it, yeah, I think it's an it's an album, but basically, I mean, he did kind of the same thing that uh, you know Guapdad did a couple weeks ago, right? Like he's he's dropped like. God, I don't know, over the last like handful of weeks, like at least four or five singles off of this. Right. Um, so like it's cool. Like, I mean, it's like, you know, it's young pinch. Like if you like young pinch, you'll like you'll like it, but it's 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 not anything groundbreaking, it's just young pinch. But uh Absolutely I mean the project the was cool. Um, I mean, I, I kinda I, I kinda like Young Pinch, to be honest. Um I mean I, I really think like that song like Rock cool, with me. That was fire, but ever since then. Uh, um his last project i thought had some really really cool songs this one i mean like i said it was dope but it was like one of those things where he dropped like six singles off of the project and you're like okay well i feel like i've heard this at one point or another um and then i the jaden smith project is cool but it's like 17 songs it's long of like really down tempo jaden smith singing so it's like it's cool but like yeah i don't know he's another kid whose trajectory is crazy like yeah like just so unpredictable I mean, I remember like when he was first dropping songs, I thought they were so whack, so whack, like, like five or six years ago, probably, you know what I mean? How old was was he though? Yeah, yeah, no, he was like 15 or something like, or probably younger than that, probably like 13 or something. Like he was young. Like, I don't worry. Like I gave him the pass on that for sure. But just like watching, like, it's very rare that you get to see someone like, like improve over 10, 10 years, right. From like 13 to 23. Like that's a crazy age range. Like most kids who start rapping at 13 quit like maybe junior year high school you know what i mean like they don't make it to like the post-grad era of their life still spitting um unless they were tight when they were 13 so it's always fun to watch uh josie what have you been bumping i've this week i my main one has been um disclosure energy is out um i just feel like i haven't heard anything new from them in a while um and it's kind of got that like like hypnotic like underground poppy feel that makes me like miss clubbing (laughs) and like dancing um but they've got a ton of really good features kind of like from all ends like sid is on there amine's on there commons on there kalani has a feature so yeah there's some there's some good tracks it's been kind of fun to get back into them this week do they have a Sam Smith feature on there? But I don't know. I don't think so. No hope of recreating Latch or whatever. I was gonna say yeah. I haven't heard that name in a minute. Yeah, it's Who's true. Sam Smith. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta listen to that. Yeah, that sounds fire. That. I kind of think I saw that on like the iTunes or Apple Music homepage or whatever this week, and I just like forgot to click through. Yeah. Oh, no, definitely um, give it a a bump. I think it's worth a listen. Hayden, what have you mm. been listening to? Um, most of the time, you know, I go back and listen to a lot of like great mixtapes and stuff. Um, but yeah. recently, like this, this month, um, I really like Cash Page's project, Teenage yeah. Fever. It's incredible. Yeah, I think um, we had mixed, mixed reviews on that one. I don't know if we actually ever discussed that though, but that's an interesting one. Yeah, I, I thought, I thought her album was... I thought it was incredible um, if, in terms of like uh, dissecting it a little bit. I thought that it, it was a little bit um, digital, but that's yeah. kind of the sound these days. You, you, know? ever, that's just... you ever see the movie Palo Alto? Mm-mm. You know, you know I think you're the story. second person who's brought it up this week, though. I think it's a, it's a Gia Coppola movie. Uh, so I don't know if she's Sofia Coppola's daughter or something, or maybe her niece. 
Um, but you know, they specialize in like existentialism movies and it's a coming of age story, um, that James Franco directed or he wrote, sorry, or he wrote the short stories that it's based off of Gia Coppola directed it, but it's like, it's like a really cool movie. I really like it. It's all about, you know, kind of like kids, like going through the struggles of high school, right? Like going to parties and stuff, like not knowing what they're doing with their lives, like what their future holds, you know, trying to figure, you know, trying to figure out. Um, and that's what this album reminds me of. Cause it's like, it's an album that has a really cool aesthetic, right? It's a really beautiful album. And I think all the talents there right but it's like it doesn't really say anything right it's like it's like looking for something to say and i don't mean that in a bad way it's just like it's something that's like so deeply based in like aesthetic and like the idea of like and i think that album title captures that perfectly right um it's yeah teenage fever right like it's that like searching for something yeah, yeah. searching for something that means something you know what i mean absolutely i mean i think that's why it she uh it excites me like what what she's gonna do you know, exactly. what, what she's going to make as she grows and um, keeps li- living life, honestly, because she's super young. Um, yeah. I love everything pretty much that uh, Griselda puts out. Yeah. Um, Benny the Butcher, huge on Benny the Butcher. Um, Conway the Machine, obviously. Yeah, Conway um, just dropped a new single, right? Yeah, Fear of God with Dej Loaf. I I yeah, think yeah. it's it's really fire. Yeah. Yeah, Dej Loaf. Every is, time Dej Loaf, yeah, <laughs> pops up. Some of the craziest spots, I feel like. When she comes it, it, yeah, she just and she just kills it, honestly. Like Yeah. Absolutely. She kills it pretty much every time. Uh Young Ma, Red Flute. Yeah. Really absolutely. dope. Really dope. Um Young Ma is always really dope. Uh Bino Rideau. Um he dropped a project outside. I really like his song, Brand New. It's like the one that they're always, um, well, they're playing it out on the radio out here in L.A. Um, I love the, the big shot. I mean, man, I'm, I'm, I might even say, like, verse of the year on Deep Reverence. Big Sean's verse or, or Nipsey's? Sean's uh, verse. I mean, you know, Nipsey, yeah. I mean, it's amazing to hear Nipsey's verse. And he like Nipsey is like one of the artists that like he can kill a twelve bar verse every time, and every bar yeah. like fits. It doesn't have to be the hardest hitting bar. It's just like the most raw, Smart. truthful yeah. shit. Like elevating, like elevated consciousness. You know what I'm saying? Like everything he talks about. But I mean, Big Sean, I'm so fucking excited for this fucking project. I yeah. think he's yeah. gonna like. I think he's so tapped into like what the world needs right now. It's like, it's going to be fucking something else. You when does it come out? I this think. Friday. Yeah. It's maybe. the fourth. Yep. Got it. Um, cool. Yeah. I mean, he's, t- he's really taking his time, you know, putting this one together, but I mean, Detroit one was probably top two or three favorite big Sean projects. Maybe if my favorite, I can't, can't even remember anymore. Um, but yeah, the fact that it's obviously the sequel to that <laughs> inspires a lot of hope. And then, I mean, all the snippets he drops like yesterday or two days ago or whatever, were all fire. Um, so yeah, no, I, I really hope Sean comes with the heat. Um, yeah. And then um, Rick Ross is like m- my favorite. Uh, if not my favorite, he's up at the top for like just favorite rappers ever. Yeah. Uh, Pin to the Cross came out. I don't know when it came out. But I, I, that song is incredible. I don't um, know if I've heard that one. 
Yeah, it's relatively new. It's incredible. It's um, it's him just you know talking some real shit, and Rick Ross just this is, I mean, who sounds better than Rick Ross on like a, a, like a nasty beat, you know? I mean, yeah, consistently the most underrated like double A MC out there right now. I feel like crazy. Crazy. He's got, got he's got like ten gold albums or something crazy. He's so underrated. He's so underrated. What are you eating? <laughs> Sorry, my bad. Me, no, you're making me hungry. You can eat all you want, right? This is some like um, you know, I'm ve- I've been vegan for like the past, I don't know, whatever, couple months. Actually, yeah. since January. Some vegan. That's cheese. a long time. Yeah. yeah. And some like crackers, cheese and crackers. Fire. Always a I'm healthy snack. Yeah. Trying to get healthy, you know. I do feel that. Is vegan working? Yeah. Do you feel healthier? Definitely. I definitely feel a little bit healthier. I mean, I believe me. I I um. I miss, I miss meat, and crave it sometimes. But I felt a change, you know. Felt yeah. a little change in my life. Because I feel like you've been cooking more at home these days. Uh, right. Just because of that. So I mean, I guess everyone has a little bit, but. Um, nevertheless i've always yeah. I've, been, I've been both times i've been to your house in the last like month i've been impressed that you, with some of the stuff you've been chefing yeah yeah I've, <laughs> I've been i've been trying to step it up you know it's like it forces you to be more creative because you can't just you can't just cook like the normal thing you know yeah no i do feel that it was cool um but yeah i guess i guess to to get back on topic um mm-hmm. Just want to take a no, just want to take a moment to plug our playlist real fast. Uh, we got Medium Rare, uh, which I'm updating this week. Uh, we've got Dak Rave Radio, uh, which I don't know when it goes. Updating that next, I'm sure you can speak to that. This week, updates coming week. soon. Cool. And then uh, Gypsy can, Burns, you you got something you got something coming this week too. Yeah, I got a project coming uh, on the third. Burn on them. Plug two. away. Yeah, burn on them too. Go yeah. check Is that out. Is it the second or the third? Is it Wednesday? It's the third. Okay, so Thursday. There's the third. I just Thursday, wrote it right? in my calendar wrong. All right. It up. Word. <laughs> All right. So, but it will, I mean, September I, it'll 3rd, be... Thursday, midnight, Wednesday night, Thursday morning. There you go. Let's get it. Yeah. Run on them too. Yeah, run that up. It's going to be a cool one. Be yeah, a cool no, I'm excited for the for the people to hear this one. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I feel it's like different. The, the Costa Nero music video is fire. I mean, yeah, I I, honestly, that's my that's my favorite video I've ever I've ever made, like just based off like the the energy in the video you know and like it was on some like you know like that candy flip my first video vibes where we shot it and and did it all in a day like right we shot and edited that video and in like you know a couple hours who shot it um my homie mike chopra he's been he's been uh he's been crushing videos yeah he's been helping me with the videos for like the past two three months now so yeah hell yeah Shout out to him. Uh, Dakota, you want to take us into the main course? Yeah, let's get it. So, uh, Hayden, you already touched on some of these, but we wanted to just, you know, drill a little bit further. You know, we do this thing called Michelin or McDonald's. So, basically, we're just going to shout out a name of a song. If you think it's fire, just tell us Michelin. If you think it's trash, you can just tell us McDonald's. First one I had on here was Deep Reverence. So, obviously, you already went off about that one. So, we we uh, we'll we know where you stand Michelin. there. Yeah. Okay, perfect, Michelin. perfect. Uh, that new joint with Ty Dolla Sign and Nicki Minaj, expensive. You listen to that at all? Oh, uh, 
I I heard a snippet. I uh, I don't want to call it McDonald's, but I don't think it's either one of their best words. <laughs> we'll, we'll put it right in the middle. Yeah, we'll yeah. put it. We'll, it's vegan cheese and crackers. Yeah, there you go. There we go. <laughs> put it right there. We'll put it right there. <laughs> Perfect. I just can't. <laughs> Ty Dolla Sign, man, he's he's too good. But no, you I, I can't. Didn't like no, the song. You absolutely can't. I didn't like the song, but I can't on Ty Dolla Sign. Fair enough. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, that new Cordain Roddy Rich song, "Gifted." Uh, I haven't heard it. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't listen Think to it. I might put this in a vegan snacker situation as well. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, like it, honestly, the I love the I think Roddy Rich sounds fire on it, but something about I don't know Cordain. It's like super hit or miss for me right now. Um, and this one was more on the miss side for me personally. But I think it was people probably expected it to be kind of a little bit more of a, a banger too. Yeah. Um, given well, yeah. that it's those two and it was, it's kind of, you know, it's a little softer, but yeah. <laughs> it's didn't, a weird didn't quite meet what I, yeah, it, it's, it's interesting. Um, yeah. It's just a weird uh, collab in the first place. Like who, yeah. Who, yeah. Who wanted that? Which one of them wanted that? Or were they in the studio? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah. What's well, like, I can't tell you. I mean, yeah. I don't Whose move was boxes, that? Was yeah, that just like, a weird. yeah, like we're just in the studio. Let's make some music, you know? Cause if it was like that, I mean, I guess, then it's like, all right. Yeah. It's cool. I mean, I, get, I feel like it's Corday, like, you know, kind of coming back after the breakup last week, right? Like YBN split up and he's like, all right, I'm going to drop the song with the biggest rapper, you know, up and coming rapper out right now. Right. Okay. I don't, yeah, I don't know I what Bobby is doing, but yeah, it's, an it's definitely one. it's definitely a play for Corday for sure. Yeah. Is that the was that a Cole Bennett video too? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cole Bennett did the video. Oh yeah, yeah. So they're trying to do the full play. Full play. Hefty yeah. bag. Yeah, but I don't think it worked. <laughs> I don't know. I have I haven't even heard the song. <laughs> I was about to say. Um, didn't you just say you haven't listened to it? But that's the whole thing. Like I feel like if I haven't, you know what I'm saying? Like if it's you yeah, would have heard. These you would have heard these days. Like if yeah. you if it's hot, you're hearing it. Like there's no like, hey, you're not hearing. It. Like you know, it's that's, vegan cheese and crackers, man. Yeah. Next. Um, so this is, this is not necessarily this upcoming project, but just didn't know if you've seen any of the antics that have followed around, uh, six, nine and really kind of trolling all these Chicago rappers in to help kind of roll out his album. You see, yeah, you see I mean, any it's, of that shit? yeah, six, nine is just trash, you know? Yep. It's just perfect. That was the response we were looking for. Yeah. I mean, it's like, <laughs> right on cue. I, I don't know. It's like, uh, I don't know. He's just so trash. It's like I don't even want to give him more publicity than he already gets. The off Perfect. Doing Let's switch gears then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we can just drop it right there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll leave it at that. So I know you you mentioned you were watching this uh, right before we we started recording, but um, you know, obviously a week from yesterday, so you know, two Sundays ago was Kobe Bryant's birthday. Lakers played. Um, the playoff game on 824, which is, you know, obviously Kobe's, both of Kobe's numbers and is now Kobe Bryant day. Um, and, you know, it's, it's interesting. Cause like, you don't, you don't see basketball typically played, you know, at, in the middle of August. Right. So like there might not be another game ever on 824. Um, and point. the way that they, they, you know, just kind of handled the, the blazers and then the, the Nike commercial that um, accompanied that I just, you know, being from LA, I wanted to kind of pick your brain and see what your thoughts were on, on kind of all that. 
I'm I'm super stoked on the Lakers. You know, I'm glad that they first of all, I mean, yeah, it's um you know, the what are they calling it? Kobe Day? Is it Kobe? I think Day? it's Co- Kobe. I think it's like Kobe Bryant Kobe Day. Bryant yeah. Day. His birthday. Yeah, it was it was super touching. It was super dope. I was watching the game. Um I thought that the uh the the commercial they did, the Nike commercial was was super sick. Um Yeah. Mikey always just does incredible commercials. Like it's like yeah. the, um, and the Kendrick, the little Kendrick, like, what is it like spoken? Narrate, it's like a, he narrated it. Yeah. Like, a. Mm-hmm. it's almost like a song, you know, it's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. A little bit. Yeah. I thought, I thought, it, I thought it was really dope. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. I'm really excited to, uh, I really want to see the Clippers play the, play the Lakers. That's yeah. what I really want to see in these finals. Well, I'm a Nuggets fan, so I definitely am not. I'm not pulling for that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. We forced, we forced game, we forced game seven uh, squarely on the shoulders of Jamal Murray on Sunday. So yeah. Uh, well, we'll see. But we'll have to see. Uh, but yeah, I'm glad they got Kendrick out of hiding. You know, for that, I feel like it was a really, you know, important thing to be a part of. Um, so I was happy to see that. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if we if we see a, a Kendrick album soon. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we see it. I think he's any of he's those guys. Ready. Honestly, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think they're for sure gonna let they're for sure gonna let um, Big Sean, you know, yeah, have his run. For I sure. think right now. Out of, I think I think everyone kind of has that respect, but definitely we'll see. We will see. Yeah, I really thought we were going to see an Isaiah Rashad album, like, I don't know, four months ago now. So, we, you know, we'd really like that <laughs> if uh, if Top Dog's listening. <laughs> Odds are slim, but please <laughs> drop that album. I want drop more. That. I want more TDE. Yeah, yeah, all of them. I mean, yeah, like, I just want solo more projects. TDE. Yeah. Like, y'all need, to, y'all need to drop more music. Yeah. What's the deal? Like, we don't, we're in a different time. Sorry, the right demand up. is there. Yeah. The demand is there. The demand's there. I know the music's there. <laughs> you know. But what do I know? Uh cool. Well, uh let's we could switch gears a little bit here. So, um Kanye West recently uh is being sued by this kind of up and coming tech company, I suppose. It's called My Channel. Um, and they basically are making claims that Kanye West, you know, promised them future contributions up to $10 million. And they've put in, you know, all sorts of man hours, uh, moved their headquarters from Pennsylvania to California to outside of Chicago. Um, they may have made claims that Kanye would bring in, you know, kind of high profile clients like Adidas and refer to them as Yeezy Tech and then try to basically claim their ideas as his. Um, and then he also kind of violated an NDA that they had, uh, kind of, they have some sort of e-commerce technology or IP, I guess, as it stands that he used to push his Sunday service merch. Um, so yeah, they're, they're in, he's got quite a little lawsuit, uh, about to be on his hands. So I just didn't yeah, know. Yeah. I think it was some like, yeah. I think it's some technology that like combines AI and like video right. so you can shop what you see on Sunday yeah. service, basically. Exactly. 
Uh, yeah. And Whoa. So from you my can... understanding, he just like stole, well, stole kind yeah. of what he learned, and then. Yep. Exactly. He found a competitor that did the same thing, basically, and then ended up actually using that competitor for the sales, um, which is like the most Kanye thing of all time, I think. Well. Yeah. Is... Dakota, what was the name of the company again? My channel. Okay. I think from what I read that they're also a black owned business. So that's also mm. kind of interesting. Yeah. I did not see that. I mean, the guy can't stay out of the news for more than like 24 hours. No. Yeah. yeah I feel really, I feel really bad for him. You know, I don't, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, no, it's definitely a lot of empathy, but I, 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 yeah, I just have, um, it seems like, it just seems like someone who's just continuing to sink and you know i don't know that he surrounds himself with like people who who keep him in check or even allows himself to to do that you know yeah. i mean i know right. i know he doesn't actually but uh um i think yeah i don't know man it's just yeah do you when you when you get up to those levels, you're dealing with, you know, shit. people who are snaking you and you're going to snake people out of shit. And like, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, a uh, um, I, I don't even know, you know, I guess we'll have to see what, like, what comes out of the story, you know, what comes out, like, what is the truth of it all? Yeah. I mean, it definitely makes me wonder how many lawsuits that kind of really gets lodged against him. That are just up. pending. Yeah, yeah so monthly basis anyways i mean i imagine this guy's pretty litigious like whatever the opposite of litigious is he gets sued a lot yeah that's for sure so, um but uh yeah i mean it sounds cool and like i'm always shocked that he's like doing these things like he has time to do all this other stuff you know what i mean like how does he find time to like even go to meetings to talk about like ai machine learning e-commerce strategies you know what i mean like and what does he even say <laughs> yeah. in those meetings like I, point. Yeah. it almost escapes me that just based off some of his antics last year that he even necessarily grasps like what's going on in those conversations oh but dude he can talk for days yeah I, but, but can you listen is my point <laughs> you know like if you're going to a board meeting and you're talking about 10 million dollar deals and you know ai <laughs> it's like those aren't those aren't simple concepts. What almost makes you think, like, was that company, like, uh, you know, this guy's been ranting about giving us 10 mil for, like, two years. Like, right? do we do we think Maybe this we is ever going to happen? <laughs> right. Yeah. That's a great point. Yeah. Is this ever going to happen? I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess it takes a while to put together a lawsuit, right? But once again, everything in the last, you know, year or so has been a red flag, uh, probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah yeah i think uh kind of i think maybe from there we should i mean we can talk you want to talk about 24k golden let's I think it's let's, cool. let's do the nle chopper thing first because okay. i think that fits a little bit into into kind of what we're um talking about here but yeah <laughs> i mean so nle chopper um and Hayden, I think I, I I know you've seen these videos of him talking about like meditation and everything on like No Jumper podcast. Um, and then he was kind of like over the, was it over the weekend? I think he was like out and he was like saying that he could like control the weather and stuff. Um, so I, I don't know if you, I don't know if you saw that video. 
Um, obviously, like the meditation stuff is cool, but you know, just voting for Kanye. There you go. I think he also said that. Um, uh, who is it? Oh, Elon Musk is an alien. I think he oh, was yeah. saying that. Oh yeah, he did say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, what is he? Sixteen. I think he's uh, seventeen, eighteen. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's just like figuring things out. I think, and uh, you know, there's like when you get to a certain point too of like success or in your head about something, you just start to believe. Like you can get into a. I don't know. You can get into a headspace that that can be very beneficial for you, and then it can switch and be super like harmful. You know, if you if you don't have the right intention with the things that you're doing, you know, and trying right. to, you know, like the meditation can turn into this kind of like, you know, I'm tapped in and I'm better than you kind of a thing, and I can change the weather. And so, like and I minutes. haven't even I haven't even watched the video, <laughs> but I also know that. You know, uh, he's a 17-year-old kid. He has, you know, like there's, there's, uh, there's so much going on in the, in the world right now. Like there's how, you know, people don't know what to believe and we don't know. True. You know, like we just don't know what sort to of, I mean. believe. I think that there's some level of him kind <laughs> yeah. of going crazy. <laughs> You yeah, know, there's a clear line what, there, right? Like, yeah, I mean, obviously, okay, we know there are some realities, right? But like, there's like, it's like the world right now is making everyone kind of question, yeah, what you believe. No, that's you know sure. what I'm saying? So Reality, I think, yeah. A little I bit. think that's kind of where, where how do you, it is. I mean, as, you're as the only resident artist on the show right now, right? How, how do you how do you go about straddling that line, and how do you keep yourself in check, right? From from like obviously not finding yourself on you know in six months doing the same exact thing right like you know what i mean like what is it that right. keeps some people so grounded right and, and other people you know and, and both it doesn't affect the quality of music right both both sides are great musicians right but there's definitely a clear distinction between some artists who are like you know the kanye's or the Lee choppas right who are like you know kind of in their head right living in their own reality and you know it benefits them for the most part and then you know there's a lot of artists you know maybe someone like drake or something who's like just seems to be like very like in tune with you know what people perceive him to be and you know what he wants to be perceived as and you know stuff like that mm -hmm. yeah i think that i think that a lot of it you know obviously has to do with mental health and and your focus on giving the time for yourself and what i really think it has to do with is just like making the distinction between your physical like you versus your artist you know like and mm -hmm. your career and the fact that it is a business and it's an artist and it's a, a personality and a character and a role and right. you're acting even when you are being who exactly who you are it is still a difference so when you can have that reality and take out the the idea of well people are judging you know in my position people are judging gyps for what i say but I'm Hayden Day. So there's like this whole distinction you have to make to be able to kind of like cut that off, cut off that artist, right. that business that I, because I put myself out there to be completely judged and broken down and I'm being vulnerable in every way. I'm an artist. I'm, I'm telling you 
my life story in a lot of times. So it, it, it blends into like who I really am. I'm being complete, you know, I'm giving you my heart on these records. So it's right. like, I think that, and then, you know, when you start to see that success and people turn into your cut, like, you know, get tuned into your story, it just, and then you can be sucked into your own world, that own world you have, it just right. becomes, you know, it becomes a very dangerous spot that artists get into where, you know, you kind of become in this vacuum, you know, and it takes yeah. that, it takes that, like, you know, getting out of the studio, like going to the beach, like having dinner with like your friends who don't do music, like doing normal right. people that's, things and reminding yourself that you are a human outside of the artist. Go for it. I think the idea of friends there is really important too, right? Because I feel like I, I watch some of these interviews, right? And it's like, man, I, sometimes I feel like they just don't have a homie who's like checking them. You know what I mean? Being like, hey, dude, like maybe don't go say you can control the weather on TV, you know? Like, you know, just simple things. Right. But it's like not having someone who like is kind of, you know, riffing off you and, and also being real with you all the time. Right? Yeah. And, and that, that comes a lot to with like what positions you put your, we put ourselves in as artists because we want to try to put ourselves around people who want to make us succeed. And and sometimes, right. you know, we have to like we feel like we have to cut our day ones out and cut these people out and get get this i need to hang out with these people i need to do this stuff and like kanye's doing all this weird stuff for attention to promote his album so i need to right. i need to just get wild on 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 i need to say something on instagram get someone talking right. about me you know all all fucking all uh what is it you know all promotion is is good promotion you know there's right. no such yeah. thing all as bad press right type shit. so it's like you know we get into this thing but all that bad press is that eating at your mental and then are you actually starting to believe the craziness that you're like creating with this like this artist you know right. and then that actually turns into what you believe and now you're becoming the the artist fully and it's like a whole a whole thing yeah I've li I literally have thing, yeah. seen it happen with with so many people bro right. you know and I'm not gonna name names but course, it, it, ha it happens you know, but to you, where, yeah. I mean, yeah. do you think part of that's because like there are so few people who are actually friends, like in the industry? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I just feel like for sure. I mean, everyone's out to use each other. Like, oh, right. can I get a couple followers off you? Can I get you on this? Can I get you on that? Like, can we? Like, no. Do we? Do you actually have? I, I've I've tried to shift my complete you know focus onto just giving. And stop right. stop trying to find this person to put you in that position to blah 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 like you know right. just give just give and put yourself in like have conversations and and not try to um and i think when you do that you know you you reap those benefits but yeah when you're just trying to pull and take and take and take and take and take which most right. artists do and they're just completely involved with themselves they just want to talk about their own careers their own problems or whatever with this manager or whatever and it's right. like if you would get out of your head for a minute you know and, and have friends and talk to this person this person you'd see how they actually feel you can relate and i think that's why kendrick and drake and uh the ones that continue to stay at the top and continue to do greatness and, and we're always shocked by how tapped in they are with like people right. is because they're actually tapped in with people. <laughs> yeah. Good point. <laughs> you know, like, they, like, like 
Drake is actually tapped in with people. Like I've physically seen him at a party, like talking to people, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, and like not, and even it's crazy cause he's the biggest artist in the world, but like to, to physically do that. Or I know that Kendrick likes to have conversations with like very older people and very young kids. Like right. he'll spark up a conversation just to see how they're thinking. Right. Um, I mean, Dakota, did you watch the Joe Rogan Post Malone interview, or did you, Hayden, or Josie? Anyone? I haven't seen it. Not. Okay. Well, it's, I've, it's I've four heard hours about long. it. I want to watch it. Yeah, it's an interesting interview, but I think Post talks about this a lot, right? Like he moved out of LA like two years ago now to you know outside of Salt Lake City in Utah, and he like lives on some fat ranch, like you know, with a couple friends, you know, some other you know people who are working on the album and stuff. Obviously, come through a lot, but yeah, I mean, he just talks about how it was draining, you know, just being in LA, like. It's like not about LA entirely, but it's just like that culture, especially you know being someone like Post Malone, where it's like everyone's like, "Yo, come, you know, come to the club with me, like come do this," because they just want to be seen with you, right? Like they don't like you, they don't, they don't care about you at all. Like you know what I mean? Like they're gonna move on to the next you know viral SoundCloud artist, at least back in 2017, uh, before he was you know the biggest artist in the world, uh, you know, in a week, in a blink of an eye, and it's like you know how do you kind of escape that trap? Um, you know, man, she's just, I mean, you're from LA, right? It's like, you're not, you're not leaving anytime soon. Right. So it's like, how do you balance that with, you know, being in the music industry, like not having that place to just like escape to kind of, you can't just run away. LA does have LA is lucky because it does have a lot of places you can escape to. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that, um, getting out of the actual like Hollywood LA quote unquote bubble is super right. important and like getting into like cultural LA, you know what I'm saying? I have a dog. I walk my dog. Um, I just do normal things. I try yeah. to, um, uh, lately I've been doing, you know, I do a lot of meditation and kind of like, uh, uh, like writing affirmations. Yeah. and finding my gratitude and um you know just just like good normal good-hearted things you know to really get out of that and to really get out of the this rat race of everyone trying to you know do everything right it's like a lot of times i just kind of i'll have the day to myself a lot um sometimes i'll do like a silent retreat like for a day, I won't, yeah. I won't speak. I won't text. I'll turn my phone off. I'll just go completely silent for like 24 hours or, um, I really like guided meditations because like meditating is really hard to do just like to sit down and focus on nothingness, but like a guided meditation where someone's telling you to do that is like, it's, it, it somehow works like a lot better. Oh, so I feel that for sure. Yeah. I need that. I, I need like that authority a, figure. Yeah. I, I was going to say, I feel like it's a common thread between you and solo Sam last week of like having a schedule and like having things that you can fall back on, even if they're not necessarily like people, but just like practices and tendencies routines. and yeah. regimes. Yeah. That you kind of turn to, to keep your, your sanity as being an artist in LA or wherever you are. I feel like, to not go crazy, it seems really important to have those, yeah, those tools. Yeah, I mean, I for sure, 
I feel like you have to like make habits or else like you're just going to create them, you know, like mm-hmm. you're, you'll create bad yeah, ones or good true. ones or whatever. So, um, I, but a lot of, but honestly, I, I also go with like doing kind of whatever, like I don't necessarily have a schedule, but I do know that like, okay, when I'm, when I'm feeling overwhelmed or have some sort of anxiety or when I wake up in the morning, when I, before I go to sleep, like the, the, for sure those two times when I wake up and I go to sleep, I, I do some, I do some form of like stretching and, um, meditation kind of thing, you know, kind of something to like, like get myself back. Um, Centered. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that's, that's been the biggest thing for me. I have, I have a friend, shout out to my friend, Drake Irvine. He, um, he's really like helped me in my journey with mental health and like addressing it and addressing all the sort of aspects to just kind of moving myself forward and bettering my actual self, my spiritual, you know, mental, physical, all that kind of stuff. Right. So um, and yeah, you know, it kind of ties back into having those friends that keep you in check like that. I have, I have friends that will really keep me in check. I know you guys are, are great friends to start with. So you guys will automatically be like, Hey, you're slipping, you know? And that's right. That, that saves a lot. <laughs> you yeah. know, your friend will tell you, Hey dude, you're fucking up. And it's like, <laughs> damn, like, why do you got to be so rough? And then you'll turn around and be like, yeah, I was fucking up you're right you're right, <laughs> right. yeah so but yeah i think def- i i definitely like agree like a schedule is is really good if you can stay to it but don't be so harsh on yourself you know especially yeah. as an artist or a creative or like doing anything you know like i definitely believe in like eat when you're hungry sleep when you're tired you yep. know that kind of mentality well it's like with anything if you like sit down because it's two o'clock and on your calendar that's what you're supposed to do at two o'clock but then you're like so not in the mood you have no motivation no creativity is there like if you just try to force it it's gonna just waste your time so it's like yeah have a schedule and have those tools that like you fall back on but like you also know when you're feeling the most creative and when you're feeling motivated or like wanting to slow down or go fast you know like you can feel your body and read your mind better but yeah, I'm all for like have an idea of what you want to get done today, but like don't put it in time slots because you just right. never know what your mood's gonna be like. Strongly agree. I like yeah. the spontaneity. Yeah, sometimes it's sometimes it's hard right now because you don't. It's like we don't know we don't have anything to like. It's not like all right, well next week I'm gonna be doing this. It's kind of like we're just like uh, I don't know, so it's kind of hard yeah, rolling to... out of bed and living another day. <laughs> yeah, honestly, honestly, it's like good if you can just be happy through the day. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> if you get through the day, you're good at this point. Like I think that's that's really like what um, key. yeah, that's really key. You know, like having that having that gratitude and not being caught up in the ah. Oh, the world right now and this quarantine and everything you know it's just really reminding yourself of those things um yeah i think that was an excellent discussion about mental health i mean 
yeah, I think I agree with all those points. Um, yeah, I think we really only have one community question this week, so I think this will be brief. Um, but hey, I'm, I'm curious to hear your take on it as well. And Josie, I don't, I don't know if you remember which one of your friends asked this, uh, but it was kind of about yeah, like, well, yeah, yeah. It's my friend Macy, and she has been like an up and coming like. Sorry if you're listening, Macy, and I botched this, but like R and B, like hip hop, like she has such a good like soul voice, and she she went to school with me at IU, and now she's out in LA like trying to do music. Right. Um, and yeah, when I kind of posted that question on my Instagram, she was like, "I want to know about distribution." So yeah, you guys obviously know way more than I do on that, but that was like what she was really keen to. Yeah. get the dirty on yeah yeah so basically like music distribution and uh, that's why i'm curious to hear your take afterwards Hayden, obviously we're the label side right and you're the artist side um but you know from our perspective right it's all about building a pipeline for the artist right so you know a distribution company doesn't deal with the creation of the music at all right it only deals with delivering the music to uh digital service providers right which are spotify apple music title etc etc and then marketing the music. So ultimately, because distribution only earns money based off the distributed materials, right? So we only earn money that comes back through our company. So if you distribute to iTunes and you make a purchase on iTunes, that money comes back to our company and then goes from us then to the artist. So that's where we earn our percentage. So, you know, the key for distribution is really, you know, first of all, finding the right artists, right? Because usually your pipeline's built a certain way, right? So there's never a one size fits all, right? If you're a hip hop distribution label, you're not gonna probably not at least on your first try, have a country artist go number one, right? It's just, you know, it's not how the shape fits into the box. Um, but uh, so, you know, the first piece is finding the right artist. The second piece is, you know, making sure that the music is done on time. I think, you know, make, making sure the music's done a couple weeks in advance is key because uh, that gives you time to, you know, really market it. And it's really sitting down with your distributor and hopefully, you know, you have an actual human being to talk to and, and talking about what your goals are, right? And, and how they can meet them, right? So, you know, there's a lot of levers. There's playlisting, um, you know, there's, ad campaigns uh, there's more like you know guerrilla digital media marketing um such as like you know memes and things like that you know it's all about understanding what the artist wants though and then making sure that it fits you know from our perspective and it's something that we can obviously do our best to actually succeed with um, yeah i don't know hey from your perspective you've worked with a couple distributors now so yeah i i mean i think you pretty much hit it on the head with that one uh Sorry, we got a blender in the background. Oh, um, classic fell. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think with distribution, the biggest thing you want to make sure is that you're finding the the right team of people to be there for for you, so you can literally talk to a physical person and yep. and not be in such a big pond. You know, that's yeah, the biggest thing. Because, you know, a lot of there's independent distribution options like DistroKid and TuneCore, which are great options, especially for a starting artist. Um, but, you know, the number one issue you have with those platforms is that all they do is to del deliver your music to, you know, the platform. They don't market the music. You know, they don't tell you how to market your music. And if you're a savvy person, then that's not a problem, right? I mean, maybe you'll figure out how to make those memes yourself or, you know, run a really successful social media campaign. Um, but, you know, if you want to be a full-time artist, right, and not be stressing about release plans and stuff, that's when it's like, okay, maybe you know, a distributor is a great option for, you know, to partner with. Um, so, you know, it's just one of those, it depends on the artist um, and their needs, but then, you know, the, from a, from a distributor, right. Then you move up to like an actual record label, right. Which is somebody who would own your masters, right. Maybe or split the masters with you. Uh, they'd take a larger revenue split, right. But they'd give you a lot more money, a lot more investment um, on the marketing side. So, 
you know, there's different levels depending on how much of your ownership you're willing to give up, both, you know, creatively, creatively and, you know, mon- in a monetary sense. Um, so, right. Yeah, yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I, I think uh, distro deals are a great option too, just for yeah. for most artists. Um, but the really the biggest thing is, is making sure that you, your, the team, uh, you know, is there and, and, uh, you know, yeah. it's gonna, it's gonna help. But as long as those people are actually, you know, putting some wheels in motion to do it and, and, uh, for the most time it, it works out great and kind of right. moves people on to the next step. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it's really just knowing what your end goal is, right? I've definitely like seen better better results with like distribution than than just doing it myself right but uh you know i um yeah and a a a full record deal is is a good look too it it just a a deal is uh it's only like it's a one one by one situation you know yep hundred percent not like so yeah, Drake would never be where Drake is today with the distribution deal, right? At right. some point, he had to sign away 80% of his royalties. He had to sell a little bit of everything that he had in order to make such a big jump. And sometimes you have to, right? Right. But then there are plenty of artists who are in the opposite boat that, you know, get screwed over for doing the same thing. So it's just, you know, it's just knowing the cards you hold and making sure that, you know, you're moving in the right. direction that you want to go. Baby steps. For sure. For sure, and it, it it takes time a lot of times too. You know, you, yeah, you think you're, a lot of time. Like, like you've said, I've I've been with um, in in multiple different situations, and and sometimes things work out, or or maybe you just kind of switch up, or or just just whatever. You know what I'm saying? And and it will um, eventually. I think that your team will find you, and. If you keep doing what's put in front of you and you keep focusing on making great music and you make really, really great music, undeniable music, you know, that's when you're going to, that's when you're really going to see results and kind of work with the tools that you have, you know, working with whoever's reaching out to you now. So to like your friend, you know, if that means, you know, um, a, you know, whatever, whatever the situation is. Yeah, it's kind of whoever's whoever's there at the moment. Yeah. See if they're gonna see if they're gonna actually do something. If not, then run it by yourself. But a lot of times, it's also like intuition, you know. Absolutely. Sure. I think uh, Dakota that kind of takes us to our final portion. I'm not sure what we want to do for the nightcap. Yeah, no, I, I think yeah, no, I think for the nightcap, Hayden. You know, we mentioned it earlier, but you got the project dropping. Um, this Thursday, I mean, can you can you give the the fans out there a sense of kind of what they can expect with uh, with this one? Um, yeah, burn on them too. It's uh, obviously a continuation. Um, burn on them one, and I've been. Uh, I think it's like a new a new. I mean, I know it's a new chapter in my life because it's my life and I'm living it and it's been new. All good points. (laughs) So um, it's kind of expressing that and it's pulling a lot of records that, you know, you guys know I have a vault of music and it's like kind of opening up that vault a little bit and showing people um, the actual diversity 
in the music that I make and the stories that I can say. And I don't think there's like a single skip on this record. I've been listening back to it, you know, like all week right. and stuff, just playing it through. And like, I don't think there's a single skip or a single bar that like doesn't need to be said, you know what I'm saying? And I, I feel yeah. like I've, I've been crafting this thing of being able to make really good projects. Um, and it's like, it's finally starting to, things are starting to really like feel good in the music to a yeah. point where I, I also, you know, talking with the, the mental health and really being on top of myself of who I am, right. you know, spiritually in and out and kind of, uh, really, really tapping into that. So, and it, it doesn't, it, 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 it explores everything. It's not like I'm moving in one direction. It's like, no, I've, I've always been doing these things. I'm just pulling them together and, right. and presenting them to you like that. Um, so I'm really excited. I'm really excited. I, I've, I've saved some bangers though for like the next project too, which is going to, you know, drop in a couple months and that's just how it goes. I'm just flooding, but, yes, sir. um, you know, right now I'm focused on this one and I'm really stoked on it. You know, I think, I think people are going to, the people who are listening are, are really going to notice, notice the difference. You and what date does that drop in? Uh, on the third, September, September 3rd, 3rd, Thursday, same day you're going to be listening to this podcast. So make sure as you're listening, you go out and add that thing to your library ASAP. Um, Go run, run the podcast, run the run the mixtape in the background. You know, <laughs> Gyps, where do they find you on social media? Uh, find me at Gyps G Y Y P S on Instagram, uh, Twitter. I believe it's G Y Y P S underscore. Um, YouTube, YouTube, uh, Gyps X two two seven three. Um, just look up Gyps on Google. You know, I'm pretty. It's you look up Google G Y Y P S and and I'm I'm there. <laughs> Bye. Well, so. thanks a ton for joining us this week, Gyps. Thanks everyone for listening, and uh, stay tuned after this quick break for an interview with Gyps. Quick one. Excited about this. Thanks all. For See sure. you next week. everybody welcome back thank you for joining us uh as we as we're about to dive into our interview with gyps here so starting off with our appetizers we're just going to get right into it uh so you know give give the people an idea of uh kind of who you are uh hayden where so where are you from what part of la did you grow up in kind of you know hobbies interests as a kid growing up in 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 los angeles um yeah so i grew up in uh kind of hopping around like the West Valley, Northwest Valley, um, Granada Hills, Port Ranch, Northridge, Canoga Park. I like settled into Canoga Park in high school um, with my mom. We finally like stopped moving around so much. Um, but, um, you know, that, that kind of just, uh, moving around all the time gave me a lot of, uh, gave me a, a, a wide perspective, I guess I'm trying to say, right. For you sure. know, so I, 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 and I went to private school in Bel Air and lived in, you know, uh, 
Porter Ran- or Porter Ranch. Well, at the time I was living in like this apartment by CSUN, like in Northridge. Right. Like it was mostly like uh student housing and stuff. But uh it was like right off the campus. So I grew up like skating a lot, like always outside, like um like biking and like I lived in this apartment complex that was like uh it was kinda like um there was a bunch of kids and it had like an outdoor courtyard and a pool and a barbecue and just like, there was, tight. yeah, it was like, it was like a little, like, you know, suburb paradise kind of little thing. I, right. My mom always made sure there was like kids in the apartment complexes we had. And like, yeah, they were like, it wasn't like indoor hallways. It was like outdoors hallways and everyone had like the stairs up to their thing in the door, you yep. know? So yeah, classic LA. We could like, you know, play hide and seek and like we would go to 7-Eleven or to McDonald's or like bike to wherever, you know what I'm saying? So I was always kind of like doing that kind of thing and had uh, friends from different backgrounds and like from Bel Air and, and from all sorts of places. Yeah. yeah, I was about to say, I mean, did you, did your, your high school, cause I went to a private high school too. And like, it was, you know, kind of like this thing where you'd think like, oh, like this private high school is all kids with money. But like, we actually had probably like one of the most diverse high schools in the state because we had people from all over kind of like the Denver metro area from very different backgrounds, walks of life. Was it, was it kind of a similar thing, different parts of LA or kind of um, your school pull from that or, or not really? East kind of yeah kind of i mean for high school i went to the school crespi it was a huge sports school so um there were kids from all over that went to our school you know you but play, it was did you play sports there yeah i played i played uh i played lacrosse fire <laughs> fun as hell but i su- i sucked at sports like i sucked at all sports me too man <laughs> i was good at all like, of them I could play I could play like wide receiver or running back like in middle school for a little bit but then like when it got to like uh tackle football and like you know everyone went through puberty and it was just like I'm I'm not I'm not doing the sports thing man I'm not <laughs> It's just not that tight. Yeah, it's just not, it wasn't it wasn't for me, you know. It wasn't for me. Hayden, have you always had long hair or is this a adult look for you? Um I've, I had, I had long hair like growing up and then, um, I would like, I've had all sorts of different hair. I had spiky bleach blonde hair, like Eminem at one point I had some frost tip action. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. One time in high school, (laughs) in high school, I was going through an, uh, an emo phase and I had a girl, like not an emo phase, but you know, like listening to like hardcore music and metal and stuff. And hence the slipknot shirt. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a metal fan in general, but, <laughs> but the, uh, like I would like straight, I had my hair straightened one time. It was ridiculous. Like, you know, like, just like the, like the hardcore bands, like the dude with the black hair and the straightened was, was not the look. It was not when I, when I met Hayden, he had like the, like the tightest high and tight. Right, right. It was like, like it was like Dakota's. Like, it was like Dakota's whip. Yeah, but like even like wow. even way, way. I yeah, can't, way. I can't imagine that at all. Having only known you with the flow. Yeah, I know, I know. It's crazy. I, but I mean, yeah, I've, I've cut it here and there, you know. But I, uh, I've been. Dude, too. I'm trying to grow it long again. Yeah. 
what, when did you start getting into music? I mean, um, as I guess as a preface, you're, you're a drummer, right? Like day one. Yeah. Drummer. Yeah. Like, I mean, day one, I was always into music, you know? Um, like literally, like I was never good at sports. I was always on like, you know, I'd be, I'd be like dancing to like Backstreet Boys <laughs> <laughs> when I was like five, you know, four or five. And like, I'd, uh, and then like, you know, I heard rap music for the first time when I was like five. And, um, I grew up on like, you know, all sorts of different rock and classic rock and, um, different kinds of rap and like rock rap, like Limp Biscuit and like Kid Rock and that kind of stuff. Like my dad loved that and like played it super loud in the car. And one time, like, uh, my dad is a construction worker and he had a job at some other dude's house. And I went with him and I like saw a drum set in person for like the first time. And I was just like, this is the sickest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> and so I was I was just super drawn to it from like a young age and like kind of like taught myself and and it always kind of um was kind of like my escape, you know. Right. I was able to go to music and and be expressive. I was going to say did you did you play like in in band in school and everything growing up or did you like just like kind of teach yourself how to play? Right, I kind of taught myself how to play. I thought band was like lame. Um, and like, I didn't want to do piano lessons. Like I was like, yeah. for a while I was like, I'm playing the f-ing drums. I don't care. Like I was like, you know, I, I was like rock and roll type. <laughs> and like, didn't really like do any, any of that high school. I had this, um, I had this stuff called Tyco. It's called Tyco drums. You can actually look it up on YouTube and like, see, see me, uh, playing Tyco in high school it's like these big japanese drums the reason i went to my catholic high school private school right the reason i went was because they had taiko drums um and as opposed to a band like a marching band so that was our marching band it was like okay and it, it had it incorporated like working out meditation stretching and like some kind of like little bits of like it's kind of like a mix of like martial arts and like drums you guys you guys familiar with taiko drums they're like they're like you know like this big and you know you're like you're like banging on them right Hayden like yeah 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 yeah. okay yeah you're wearing a full get up like we would wear like a full-on thing like yeah it was crazy yeah Uh it's like these like, and like you play like 10 minute songs it's like very physical it's very physical and not really not very technical there's some technical stuff in there but it's really about like the spirituality aspect of it like playing with other people um i also used to play in a lot of like rock bands as a kid i played you know guitar drums sang in them and did like you know kind of like cover gigs type of things and also wrote my own songs and I, I was super blessed at a young age. Like my mom basically sacrificed like a lot of shit so that I could take music classes or, or go to summer camp or like, you know, go to private school for God's right. sakes. And, um, a lot of things that she really like, you know, I'm super blessed that she brought that into my life, you know, cause it, it really like 
molded me into a musician, you know, like being able to do all that. That's where I picked it up. I didn't really have music in my family like that, you know? Yeah, I right. think I think yeah. it's on the hook for drama, right? When you practice hits is all I did for summer. Mm-hmm. And I think we could right. probably spend a full full two hours unpacking all those songs <laughs> off Daryl, uh, Gyps' second project. But uh, but yeah, no, it's one of my favorite albums because I feel like you talk about all that stuff kind of. Even on Mr. Skinny, you know, when you're uh, – it's like – what's the line about like FUBU on stage? Like you're rapping at the Battle of the Bands or something, you know what I mean? Like all that stuff I feel like about your childhood is super interesting. Yeah, no, I think that project really like kind of summed that up. I think that's why that project got so much, you know, uh, response and or the response that it did was because it, right. it opened people up to like who I was as an artist, you know, and right. and and that's kind of what I think um, I've been tapping into a lot of my like new stuff that I've been working on, you know, is is you know who, you know, I think that people want to hear my story. People want to right. relate to my story. They don't want to hear me make, you know, just what whatever songs people are making and whatever they're talking about. Like they yeah. want, you know. I think I think it's a relatable story. You know, I, I think a lot of a lot of like music brushes over that kind of like stuff in your childhood. You know what I mean? Like, and I think everyone kind of goes through maybe not the exact same things, right? But just the similar feelings, right? Of like frustration and like you know feeling out of place and stuff and. You know, I mean, I just think it's, yeah, it's a good story. Yeah, no, um, who, absolutely. I mean, kind of building off that, who are some of the biggest influences, both musically and just, you know, in general in your life that have gotten you to this point, do you think? Um, definitely Eminem. You know, he's like feel that. number one in terms of like early childhood, like understanding who I am as a person. You know, yeah. and like I feel like Eminem gave me a lot of freedom to like be who I am. Yeah. Um, and um, then later on, you know, Kendrick Lamar and Drake. I really stick to like what's great. You know, I've um, yeah. in Dugu Chancellor when I, I studied at USC, with, where I met Jake, um, and that. Uh, you know, he told, and Dugu told me like, you know, if you, if you study what's great, you surround yourself with what's great and like, you're trying to be great, you're only going to be great. So that's right. kind of like how I've taken my approach to like with music. Like sometimes I don't dissect fully into these certain things because anything is going to influence me. And so I, I kind of want to let, let what, you know, I want to choose what I let in. You know, so I really try to stick to like, you know, um, Nipsey Hussle, like really, re like I grew up on a lot of like Nipsey and, and Dom Kennedy and that kind of stuff. And I think like, uh, I, I always go back to, um, you know, those, those guys. So like Drake, Kendrick, Nipsey, uh, Eminem, Rick Ross, Jay-Z. Um, and then a lot of, uh, Kanye, um, yeah. Rage Against the Machine, Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, um, yeah, all the legends. Yeah. But there's so much, you know, after going to USC, it like opened my yeah. mind up to so much music, you know, like Brazilian, um, Bossa Nova or yeah, Bossa Nova, yeah. 
or salsa or, or, you know, different types of artists that are just in, in all sorts of, you know, there's, there's greatness and stuff that you can get out of anything. So I'm, I've always been a very open listener, you know, like I'll listen to a young boy album. I'll go listen to a Pink Floyd album. I'll go listen to meditation music for three hours. I'll play jazz for three hours. I, um, I'm obsessed with music, obsessed with sound, you know, like new sounds. I love, you know, I'll, I'll dive into, I've, I've literally studied, you know, seriously studied so many types of music that I can't even like, I'm just a fan. I, I also have a belief that there are people who like to be a fan that are just generally music fans and look for like the good in music. And there are people who kind of look for everything to dissect in music. Yeah. And either way, it's not, it's not any, it's not either one, you know? Yeah, right. exactly. You're a fan or you're a critic. And, and it's kind of like, I'm just ultimately a fan of music. You know, it helps everything. Did you study music then at USC or would you, would you major in at, at school? Right. I studied, uh, I studied drums, uh, wow. pop pop music performance, because um, like I I really like I wasn't like I was like a B student, you know, B plus student maybe. So like that's not really USC criteria, but um, I also grew up with uh, you know. Um, John Fogarty's kids because of that private school I went to and, and, uh, Shane and Tyler, and they were really good friends of mine and older than me. And they, Shane was in the, like the pop program. And I was like, that looks sick. Like I'm trying to do that. So I just like put everything I could into like an audition tape and like took lessons and like tried to get like really good for this audition and stuff. And, um, yeah, I mean, it It definitely, uh, yeah, it was cool. So, I, I mean, I, mean, I studied, for, yeah. For, for all the casual fans out there who don't know who John Fogarty is, can you tell them real fast? Yeah, he's a, he's a singer, songwriter, and guitar player for uh, Credence Clearwater Revival, CCR. And they did, big, like... Big guy. Huge, you know all of their records, like Born on the Bayou. Um, Bad Moon Rising. Bad Moon Rising, like yep. so many, you know, there's, there's so many. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, he also wrote, um, what's the one? Uh, have you ever seen Rain? I mm-hmm. want to know that one. No, but there's the one, there's the one with Ike and Tina Turner. No. Uh, what did I, what's Ike and Tina Turner's song that's really big? Left a good job in the city, working for a man every night. Um, rolling, rolling on a river. What's the name of the song? I think it's called Rolling on a River. It's not called Rolling on a River. But it was called Proud Mary. Proud mm. Mary. He wrote that song and they made it famous. Interesting. They made it famous. <laughs> mm, throwing it throwing it back a little bit to you know talking about usc obviously you know i think um there's a lot of different kind of ways that people find themselves in the music industry and i mean 
you know, you going to school and actually studying music, do you, do you think that was a good, uh, you know, investment time well spent versus kind of some of those more organic um, industry experiences that you guys, you know, got while you're in college together, going on tours um, for kind of extended periods of time during the school year, like, you know, kind of between those, like, what were, what were some of the best experiences that I guess you drew from, like, from the actual structure of, of school and studying music there and then you know kind of what you just learned organically um within the industry well there's uh it's kind of like the deal question like it's kind of like a case by case basis right like um for me sorry for me school wouldn't have been like i wouldn't be i would have probably figured out music I would have found blah 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 I would have figured things out but school is where I met a lot of people right and like that's what I love about school is that it, it throws you into this thing and forces you to like find friends make stuff happen you're going to find people that want to do what you want to do if you want to party all all four years go party if you want to start an independent record label out of your f***ing dorm room with some kid from Pennsylvania and this kid from Connecticut and this kid from Chicago, <laughs> then by all means, smoke weed and do that. You know what I'm saying? Like that's why that's why it was so damn cool. Cause like I I could have, you know, I probably would have met the same people that I work with now that work in the valley and stuff and like are from my area. Right. But it's funny how I ended up meeting them through the connections I had at USC. And um Obviously, SC is connected as fuck, and it's in like LA, and like we were right. super fucking blessed to be able to go there. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was totally worth it. I didn't graduate though; I don't need a degree from USC. I don't. I got um, the classes that I took. I wanted to take. I got the information I needed. You know what I'm saying? It's a case by case basis. I don't think anybody yeah. in 2020 needs a degree. I think right. you do you do these things you learn. It's not bad to learn, especially college too. Like you're learning so many social skills. I know I have friends who didn't go to college, and they don't have the social skills because they weren't after high school. They were they were stopped. They didn't have to force to like make friends or or yeah. you know Stretch what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I do I do think so, like the other the other benefit of college is kind of the competitiveness as well. Like obviously in music, there's a lot of Instagram competition or whatever, a lot of numbers comparison, but in college, it was crazy being surrounded by a group of people who are just as committed and just as driven as us, right. Who are doing their own startups, none of which, you know, some of which were in music. Right. But it's like, these are all people that I know actually are doing things, right. It's not like an Instagram follower comparison. Right. And it's like crazy, both inspiring and then also competitive to like kind of compare yourself against them and have that motivation to be like, okay, like there are other 18 year olds who are doing cool things, right. Being successful, um, you know, in a really tangible way. And, you know, I want to participate in that culture as well. Right. And that's not even to say that, you know, it's not that you're, that there's not driven people who aren't 18 and, and they decide, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, it's just being trapped in a even, dorm building with them. Right. Right. There are people who are even more maybe yeah. driven, but the fact that, you had to meet all these people. You probably met the dude who was that driven <coughs> through the dude at school. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you make so many, so many amazing connections. I think like that's the, that's the real reason to go to college is like 
for a social aspect. You know, if you can, if you can financially make it work where you are getting enough financial aid and maybe you, maybe your parents have to rent a room in their house or you're like, maybe you're just blessed enough that your parents can afford it. Then it's great. You know what I'm saying? You don't need it though. There's so much you can network. You can network by yourself. You can throw yourselves in rooms with other 18 year old producers who are working with this guy, who are working with that guy, and in three months you'll be in the room with f-ing Trippy Red, believe me. Right. Now, that being said, you, you can f-ing go to college and not do shit because you were so reliant on an institution to try and get you somewhere and on a, on these institutional things that you're too, you're too caught up in like getting the good grade in class and making sure that your dean is, is f-ing with you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, fuck your dean. Like, make <laughs> sure that every kid in your class knows your name and like wants to work with you. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm no, saying? I think, like, I think we saw a lot of peers get stuck in that trap. Yeah, I I saw so many people who, who like they they're amazing musicians or amazing at whatever they do, yeah. but they're just too. They're not like, like everyone was kind of feeding them the the like okay here's how you get an a and then right. they're like okay this is how i do it now it's like well how do you create a career in music or create a job for off yourself a at a company yeah. off of, yeah it's like you didn't learn to do that you're try now you're just like trying to get right. it hired you know so right. that's that's the difference no, I, think. I hear that so Either way, either way, it's just like it's not something to get caught up over, you know. Like if yeah, you're going facts. to college, and go meet a bunch of people. If you're not, then don't be worried about it. Like be 18, live your life, go do doper shit than the people who are in college. You know, like do dope shit. That's all you got to do. <laughs> Simple formula. Um, Speaking, I mean, you kind of you kind of mentioned, you know, like trying to work and collaborate with, with a bunch of different people um, that you've met at kind of USC. Like, what what would be some of your kind of like dream features, like of of people that you'd want to collaborate with, you know? And it could be, you know, within the hip hop kind of uh, industry or or other kind of genres of music that you you yeah. really want to like create with. I would say living or dead as well. Um, God, there's so many. There's so many. I mean, my dream, my dream feature is uh, is Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. You know, like a TDE, like just that level of stuff. I I have all sorts of people that I want to work with. Um, I I love collaborating in general. I. I want to get in the studio and soak up as much as I can and, and give as much as I can and, and trade, you know, information. That's like what it's all about. So I'm not really in it to like get myself to a certain place. Right. Like, you right. know what I'm saying? Like I'm here to further music through like, you know, I'm not here to further myself through music. So I think that, yeah, those, those features and stuff kind of, um yeah well I, i've know, got it but drake I've got and a, kendrick man drake yeah. and kendrick sorry i kind of got a heavy heavy follow-up with that one mm. um but i kind of think it builds off of that idea right 
Um, and it's something that, you know, we've all been thinking about a lot as well, given, I mean, just everything going on in the world, right? But it's like, what, what are the responsibilities, right, of a white slash male artist, you know, in the music industry, you know, these days in general, right now, obviously, given uh, everything going on in, in Wisconsin? Um, you know what I mean? It's like, it's one of those conversations that I feel like we all think about a lot, but, you know, no one has. Um, and I think, you know, I mean, me and you have talked about it, Gyps, a lot. Where it's like, I think it's very clear um, that, you know, action needs to be taken, right? We can't be silent. Um, but, you know, I think people would be interested just to hear on, I know you posted to Instagram for like a minute ranting about this the other day, but, you know, I just think it's an important topic that we touch on. Yeah. Um, I think that, uh, well, it's, it's, it's weird, right? Because there's not necessarily, this is just completely speaking from a, a like, what do we have to do? Mm-hmm. Um, is, is a hard question. It's a matter of what I think right now is showing a lot of people. It's, it's everyone showing their true colors right. in the most way, you know, whether you are having trouble understanding social injustice or, you're supporting politics or not, or whether you're tying up social injustice with pol- with your political views, or you right. know what I'm saying? Like everyone is just completely unapologetically them. So I think that if you believe in something, you have to speak up. Mm-hmm. And especially when, you know, as white people, especially white males in a white patriarchal society, where it's our problem that we've created for everyone else. It's like our responsibility for the ones of us who know it to step up and, and right. be the right change to, to end white tribalism and end this kind of ongoing, like just slaughter of anything that is uh, against, against me continuing to make my money, right. um, which uh, I've, I have so many things, you know, to say in terms of that, which is like, you know, we can make profitability and sustainability work in the same sentence. That's possible. We just need to make people's money move differently. We're also in a place right now where, like, I feel like the only way we're really going to see change is if we really attack kind of like people's money. You yeah. know, like, and uh, because we live in a completely capitalist society, so that's that's all these people care about. They clearly don't care about the social justice. But if we right. can fuck up someone's money enough to where they they have to care about social justice, you know, and have to do the right thing, and we create this norm, you know, there's there's so many there's so many steps that need to be taken. There's so many steps that need to be taken, and I think that as um, you know, as an artist, you are obliged to be an activist. I've, I've, right. I've contemplated, I've meditated this the past couple of weeks, you know, because there's, you know, well, I'm an artist. I don't have to necessarily, I just make this art. I don't have to do this. Like, nah, like you're speaking for like the consciousness of like humans and, and so many different things. You're very important in it. Out, get outside of your head. Right. You know, get outside of your world and what are you right. doing for music? Yeah. What are you doing through music to push the world? 
You know, it's not about your fucking watch. It's not about your chain. It's like, it's like, tell me how you can move this thing, you know? And yeah. I think we have to have tough conversations. We have to, as, as white dudes, we have to be okay with being wrong. We have to be okay with shutting yeah, the big up, you know? Right. We have to be okay with, um, with having really tough conversations and, and dealing with, yeah. family and friends and and people who constantly are kind of like what the fuck you are what like and, you know and and the the backlash of that but i think that you know they used to talk about cultural appropriation like this artist is appropriating and this artist is appro like felly's appropriation remember when we had that whole yeah, thing so pop up right you know like and now it's and now it's not <laughs> like it's like okay you can't it's like th those days are over. Like you can't fucking be like, unless you're like, like, I don't know. There's just like, you can't just be appropriating music and then using, you can't just use it for can't your and benefit anymore. You yeah, can't, exactly. you know, like, and, and you have to be, uh, you have to be for it. And the last thing I'm going to say on it is that it's just like the right thing. I think everybody wants to do the right thing people get caught up in their ego and and on sometimes might think they're doing the right thing thinking the right thing for the right person they want to be good they want to make the world a better place but get caught up in it you yeah. know like we get caught up in the world and what is really going on and and where our beliefs come from and our ideas where they come from and and so i think like it's just really about tap really tapping into like you know the the world and especially as a white dude getting out of your own shoes right you no know, put yourself in the shoes of someone else put yourself in the shoes of of the, the black man the, the and any person literally anybody but yourself right. because it's like everything <laughs> has been working for you up to this point right and you have to acknowledge it if you don't then um I hope you wake up in you know I hope I hope you wake up to it eventually because right. it's happening it's it there's there's a reality that's happening and we just continue to you know push it off and it's not like no, I love like that one quote that or just something that's being said right now is like if you don't see I think it goes like if you don't see the racism in the world that's your own privilege right there like right. if you don't see it that's a huge issue yeah and josie i think you you had a good uh instagram story just about it wasn't even about the the race and that conversation as much as it was just activism right especially via social media right about kind of the fashion brands and fast fashion and everything i mean what, what's your perspective on you know online activism basically yeah i mean i think it's um there was another kind of quote going around and it was like well just to put it into like my own Thing. It's like I can show cute pictures of my bunny and the food that I eat, but then I can also, you know, call things out that I don't think are right. And like you can do both. Like you can be all cutesy and you know do your music, but then you can also call shit out when you have something to say. And yeah, I was just kind of talking on social media in terms of like the fashion industry and who I'm deciding to partner with. And yeah, I mean everyone that has a platform of any kind has decisions to make and obviously has their own opinions on everything. So it's like, if you feel 
strongly about it. I mean, I'm all for sharing and there's typically people in the same realm of you that are like thinking the same thing, but just don't really want to say it. Or they're like kind of teetering of like, in terms of my perspective or my, like what I'm talking about, like, Oh, like I do partner with some fast fashion brands. Like now that Josie called it out, like, you're right. I probably should make a change. And so, yeah, I think people don't really realize their platforms and that yeah. you don't have to go on a huge rant every single day that you speak about, right. you know, whatever it is, but just by sharing, I, I think that people underestimate the value and the weight that it carries. And it's, I mean, if you're sensitive with how you say it, it's typically a good thing to, sh- yeah. to share, especially if you're just kind of like, Absolutely. yeah. And I feel like the vice versa, you know, for the benefit of the artists and the influencers out there, right? Like there's a lot of decisions that get made behind the scenes you know, where people are abiding by their morals, right? Like they are making the right decision, right? Like, you know, Josie says no to a brand. She doesn't post the, no, the rejection email to Instagram necessarily, right? Like those conversations are being had every day. I th- like Dakota and I got a an artist who came across our table probably like a year and a half ago who had sexual assault allegations, you know, against him. And it was like, I mean, that's an immediate no. Like <laughs> there's just, there's no debate there. You know, it's just like, it's not the environment that I want to create, you know, for my artists, my future artists, you know, for ourselves, um, you know, our families or anything like it's just not, not the right answer. Um, but no, I think those are all great answers. Uh, Dakota, do you want to take us into the dessert? Uh, yeah. So yeah, let me, let me flip through here for a second. Um, I think we kind of, we've kind of hit on this a little bit, uh, before, but you know, obviously you kind of mentioned, you know, keeping that balance between the artist persona and your personal life, you know, have, have you felt like, um, this kind of pandemic situation has created more of a need for that um, than than what you felt before, or has it has it really kind of helped you realize that just kind of being, you know, like we said, just rolling out of bed and continuing to exist every day with with kind of a lack of a schedule or structure that we might fall into, um, kind of like in the typical routine of life, you know, given how things have kind of changed. Yeah, I think that. Um in terms of like uh i think that it's it's brought to my attention the need for it more you know i mean we uh we tried to um like it, it's funny how we all we you know, we'd all say like, oh, I wish there'd be like just some time where I could just sit here and stop and the world would just right. stop and I could figure out what I needed to figure out. And then the world stops and then you don't, and then you don't handle those things that you said you were going to figure out when the world stopped, you know? Right. Yeah. And it's kind of like, it's like, it, it makes you realize like you, you gotta, you gotta handle everything now, you know, whether, what, whether, what, this, no matter what the situation is. You know, um, and, um, you have to be on top of your, on top of your mental game, you know, at, at all times. And I think that just, I hate the word awareness or mindfulness because it's actually like the opposite. It's kind of like letting go of, of thoughts that are controlling you. It's actually like, kind of like that mindlessness or like awarenessness. I don't don't like (laughs) non-awareness. Uh, uh, so yeah, it's, I've, I've definitely been like, um, 
and it's hard to do. It's not. It's it's very hard to sit and focus and to deal with uh, your traumas, and right. um, especially um, as a man. It's just from my perspective. Well, I'm well as as a man. It's hard to get in touch with your emotions and really express them in the way that you truly want to without just turning to anger. Right. Um, and, or turning to that and, and really being able to kind of know what you are feeling and being able to assess that and, and move forward accordingly, um, as opposed to just blurting, you know? Right. I mean, do you have, do you have like people you rely on to help you, you know, either, you know, keep us, keep your mentally balanced or whatever, like, you know, other people that help you kind of keep grounded and central. Right. For sure. I have, um, I have my homies, Drake, JV, um, who are like, in like my really good friends from high school and, uh, a couple other homies who like, we all make music, you know, Sonny, right. Peter, Peter son. Shout out. Um, and you know, me and Feli live together, so we are kind of always on each other's backs, kind of making sure, um, you know, we're we're cool, making sure that yeah. that we're we're staying to our true to ourselves and staying true to our vision with what we want to do. Um, right. But then, with that being said, too, I also turned a lot to been doing a lot of reading. Um, I have this little book. It's called. The Little Book of Mindfulness. I kind of um, think I saw that on Phil's, Phil's desk one time. Yeah, it's like a little book like this big. And it just has like one or two sentences on each page. Um, and that's really great. I have this... Um, I've been just really open to reading. I have a couple yeah. books that I've read that have really helped me shift my perspective, open my mind up just you know learning is like amazing and and uh th that kind of stuff is just super important you know it's like i'm gonna keep stressing it but that mental health is so important it's like it's 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 like as important as drinking water right and you don't have to think about it but you do it's like you have to think about you don't have to think about your thoughts. They just happen. But you have to, and it's like, you don't have to drink about, think about drinking water because oh, sure. you get thirsty. But it's like, <laughs> right, right. You, there's some aspect of it where like, you do have to stay on top of it because you could be just dehydrated all the time, right. you know, or you could actually be drinking water how much you need to be, you know? So yeah. like, even with the meditation, even with reading books, like it's about staying on it for sure. And like, you know, like the word maintenance too. You know, you gotta, you gotta maintain, you gotta maintain everything, you know, like just, just like you gotta well, maintain your money. You gotta keep maintain your, your damn mental health, your physical I mean, health, I think your everything. That kind of is an interesting point because I think, you know, the idea of management's a big one, right? And I know you've been through a number of managers, including myself. Um, but I think, you know, how do you, how do you maintain all of that, you know, being a person stuff, right? And then music, you know, working with your management. Um, you know, like, how does that relationship work? And then, you know, for all the aspiring artists out there, I mean, what should they be looking for in management? And, you know, how necessary is management in 2020, perhaps? Um, 
I feel like a, I feel like management is it's super important because your manager at least for me has always been kind of like my right hand right you know and it's whoever I it's who I go to to like literally manage everything that's kind of going on with the business you know right and um, I think it's I think it's very important to to be able to have like great communication and be able to be open with your manager and to have respect like bo on both sides and just like with that um with that distro it's about finding the people who work for you just because there's a great manager just because scooter braun has right. you know the justin bieber doesn't mean that you need to be managed by scooter braun right but you let's know? say it's the opposite opposite scenario right you're an up-and-coming artist and it's just like your homie is like yo i want to let me be your manager right like do you right think, right right like i don't uh, know sometimes it's not healthy right sometimes it's not a great relationship or good for some, the friendship. Sometimes it, it can uh, be, I mean, yeah, whenever you turn business into, or friendships into business, or, you know, it, it they kind of say it doesn't mix. But I think that that's, like, not true. I think me and you have, like, yeah, you, no. you're my, we're my manager, we not my manager. Sure. We're, we're right. still great friends. Like, there's no, so... It, it comes down to like, again, like your person, your, your, right. you know, are you able to do that? And, and I think, um, but yeah, like for like, I think you should find your, well, first of all, it should be somebody who's driven. Yes. But you shouldn't right. just give the homie who's like, I'm trying to manage you. Just let him manage you. He's right. got to like be there proving that he's your exactly. manager. You know what I'm saying? The fact yeah, it's that it's a full-time really, job <laughs> that he's doing it. It's it's yeah. very it's like a manager is a very selfless job. You're dedicating your life to the artist's right. career. You know, like you literally have to your job is to make this artist go. You know, yeah. as an up and coming <clears throat> as an up and coming manager, you know? So right. but Drake has that line like uh like Get get your smartest friend to manage you, and see what happens then. Is that really a Drake bar? I think yeah. it's. I'd rather <laughs> give that fifteen percent to people I f with, right? Is that is that where you're? Or no? I don't. No, no. He's like, he's like, how you get a manager after you already got the win? Oh give, yeah, yeah. Give yeah. your homie, give your homie that ten percent and see what happens then. It's like, and it's like the fact of like when to say it's when. It's like the fact it's the of most Drake bar ever. Well, like. Yeah, like, uh, that's a great point though like you stay down with your people yeah. that's another thing like there's gonna be hella people that when you're popping off and sh everyone's gonna once once one label finds you whoever this artist whatever, whoever kid is listening to this once the label finds you every label finds you right everybody hears about you because they're all friends everybody's friends yeah it's you a know, small friends yeah. nobody's actually friends but they, <laughs> but they all want they all want to get in on the next hot pick yeah, the next hot absolutely. stock that's gonna fucking skyrocket and make a mill or six mil or whatever like they want to be on that so everyone's gonna know and it's like stay down with the people who are are 
you know, obviously don't just be holding dead weight, but right. stay down with people who actually know you for who you are. And even if you are going to go get that management team, like Drake goes and does, he keeps, he keeps 40 right there. He keeps Oliver right here. He's got right. his team right here. Like, I, I know that I can't necessarily be this independent gyps artist forever. I know that I'm going to have to um, break bread with people and sign some deals here and there and, and do some things because that's just how the world works. You have to make deals, you know? Yeah. So um, that kind of a thing, it's like don't just kick everyone to the side who was there, who was down, your homie, because your homie who is really dedicated – could really love you that much and be dedicated. Yeah. And like when that other manager sees you flop or doesn't fuck with you or 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 stops fucking with you, then your your dog is still down. And like right. he's the one who's cheering you on. Like you know what I'm saying, but like make sure he's really your dog. Like yeah. keep your dogs around you. You know her, whether she's your dog, like keep your dogs around you like for real. I have I have two managers right now. I have Summer and and action they're both great and they're both super dedicated super hard working absolutely um, you know what i'm saying I, i'm super thankful for everything they they uh they do for me at, right now and um you know I'm, yeah. I'm excited to see where where it all goes well yeah speaking of that i mean just you know kind of want to shout out your upcoming project burn on two which is dropping thursday september 4th the day you're listening to this interview hopefully what do you want fans to know about you know this music that's coming out. I know we talked about it a little bit earlier, um, but, but yeah, I mean like we talked about burn on them two being obviously a level up from burn on them one, but like what was different really in the creative process, right? Did, were these songs all from quarantine or were these made, you know, a year ago? Like what, what, what went into this? Um, yeah. So it, it's kind of a mix of picking from my catalog. Um, I kind of narrowed down a bunch of like my favorite songs yeah um and picked about i don't want to tell you how many i picked but i narrowed down a bunch of songs and then i was kind of, i had one ready and i was like okay i'm gonna do a, a, a mixtape burn on them one and like kind of pieced together that whole project and like the the presentation in like a day and yeah. then this one i've been kind of working on from from uh you know, some songs are from this this bunch of months that I was working on this sound, and then this these are from this sound, and so it's kind of a a, a pick and choose from uh, different different uh, times and different parts of my life, you know, and where I was. So I th I think you can hear that too, and just like what I'm saying, and it's it's like. Um, you know those different aspects not just it's not just the same song over and right. over and over it's actually it's actually pretty much a different song every time like a different style of beat a different style of um i don't know you know there's there's something about every song that's not and i think what's i've your, always done that what's your favorite song on the album or the mixtape is it a mixtape or an album what's your favorite song on it um it's like a it's a mixtape. It's a mixtape. I piece it together like a mixtape. Yeah. Just like music, put it out. Um the songs though, like a lot of them could be on an album. 
So you guys, what's your favorite? So no one's gonna hear this until the album's out or the mixtape's out. So you can. What's your favorite song on the mixtape? I won't link this. You know. Prior oh, to oh it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter about that. Um, <laughs> I would probably say uh, "Wolf and Sheepskin." That's a good one. Yeah. Um. Or lost. Fire. I like, well, but I mean, they're all yeah, they're all different. They're all just different aspects, you know. Like, sticky is really cool. Yeah, sticky is a really cool song. It's like got a, I produced the whole thing. It's like, um, you know, it's it's got a way different sound. It's all synth bass and distorted guitar and saturated drums, and then it's like a pop melody. Yeah, you know, so it's like a, what the hell is he doing? Is it is this Tame Impala? Is this like the weekend? Is this is this pop? Is it rock? Like what what is it? And so that's kind of like that's why I like that song a lot. Yeah, it has that aspect of what is this? Well, you heard it here first. Check out Burn On Him Two, available wherever you stream music. September third. September third. Let's go. Uh, Dakota or Josie, one of you want to take us to the nightcap? Dakota, you got it? Sure, yeah. So uh, we'll, uh, we we want to do uh, a little bit of hot and not, so kind of like what we did earlier, but we're just going to rapid fire, like throw some stuff out there, see what you think, hot, not. This isn't just music stuff. It's just kind of like just 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 stuff. Um, so first, TikTok, hot or not? N- not. I totally agree. Um, uh, internet money not fair enough <laughs> um steak i don't know if this is are you talking uh, jake wrote I'm this one about is, the that, food. is that okay yeah just the food not us just the you food know you think we're hot yeah steak you don't is eat hot. it steak so. is a steak is hot though i f- with steak like i <laughs> believe believe me like a, a nice slab of steak like i'm thinking about like for christmas time or something i'm gonna get like some wagyu or something like a hundred twenty dollar yeah. little sliver of steak <laughs> Well, and especially I'll probably have since been vegan since January. Come Christmas, you better splurge yeah. on that way too. Yeah, no, uh, I mean, like if I if I would do that, I, I I love steak. I'm I'm waiting for like a good vegan replacement, but there isn't really one. No, hot. definitely not. We'll go we'll go with hot on steak. All right, uh, matcha, hot, cool. young thugs, super hot. Everything Liddy, I love hottest. Uh, fishing fishing it's hot it's hot it's hot i I just um yeah it's it's fun as hell it's fun as hell you gotta go with the right people though i was about to say what what are we talking like ponds rivers deep sea um any of anything as long as you're with the right people and you're drinking beers and listening to good music it's fire. If you're if you're with the wrong person listening to the wrong music, it's like <laughs> the worst time. Not drinking beer. Not sober. Drinking beer. Sober. It sucks. Uh, Santa Monica. Oh. it's a hard one. That's hot. I'll go. I'll yeah yeah. yeah. We'll go with it. <laughs> I've been. I mean, it's like really the only thing to do right now. So it's fair. It's like go to go to the beach or go to Melrose. Uh, working out. Hot. 
I don't do it, but <laughs> in theory, it's good. But stuff. in theory, in theory, it's really good. <laughs> um, we'll do last one here, and this isn't necessarily hot or not, but uh, you said you used to skate back in the day, uh, park or or like vert. Um, I was big on park. I was big on park, but I and I loved like. Uh, yeah, I would skate bulls. I was just too too afraid of like a, a ten foot vert. You know. So that it's like that shit's too big. Yeah, no, I'll I be hitting I'll be I'll be mini piping though, you know. Just, there you go. Cool. Well, I think uh just kind of last thing we want to hit on. Um, you know, obviously we know you got burn on them too coming out Thursday, September 9th. Uh, but then kind of, you know, long term like what september 3rd what did i say oh god end this podcast and listen to that burn on them too um but yeah what is i mean what does the future hold for gyps like what is kind of the the long-term goal where you see yourself you know within your uh your pursuit of artistry yeah job interview stuff five ten years where are we looking at um yeah i mean i'm I'm just going to keep making music until I can't, you know, yeah. uh, I keep just kind of upgrading up, updating the formula and, um, I do what's put in front of me. You know, my, obviously my dream is to, is to experience this at like the highest level, you know? So any, anything that I can do every day, I'm working towards getting that. And I believe that my music is something that people need to hear. I believe I like have something that the world needs to hear and offer a different perspective and um, uh, a refreshing perspective um, and like a real perspective. Yeah. And, and so I, I um, want to challenge myself to like continue to stay real, you know, for the next five years, 10 years. Um, but yeah, five to 10 years, I'll, I'll have a song with Drake and Kendrick and, I'll be fucking playing playing staples when it's when it's fucking open in a couple months. Lock it in. Uh, hopefully, like you know, ten albums or twenty albums or something crazy, you know, and fucking travel the world. But like you know, that stuff is is really like it's all about pushing the music forward. Like I said, right. I want to I want to get to the top so that I can actually put. I, I want to push music. I don't really care about. You know, everyone wants to be rich and all that shit, you know, but it's like, what do you really want to do? So I really would like to, uh, you know, create also like create some sort of actual. Um, I don't you know, know where you're going with this. <laughs> cre uh, create some sort of actual change, you yeah, know, within yeah. within my community. And be able to like highlight, you know, I'm I'm very I'm very inspired by like everything that like like you know Nipsey. I'm super inspired by like yeah. LeBron James, by like yep. Akon, by by all these all these people who really who really take it outside of their music, you know, and make it right. and do you know things for other people. Yeah, for the community. Mm -hmm. Chips, where do they find you on social media? Uh, Y'all can find me at uh, on Instagram at G Y Y P S. 
Uh, really, just look on Google anywhere. Gyps, G-Y-Y-P-S. Google it. Gyps. And this is Steak Worldwide, at Steak Worldwide, everywhere that you are on social media. Uh, thanks for listening to the Main Course Podcast. Find us next week on Thursday. Peace out. Mm-hmm.